these guys are really focused. Like they, what I appreciate it is just watching them all have their own routines and have their own plan and real, you know, you can look at that true essence of a professional. They don't need to be told, you know, or held their hand what needs to be done. Welcome to Champions Mojo Weekly Podcast, where your hosts Kelly Palace and Maria Parker share with you what it takes to be a champion. Kelly is a former Division I head swim coach, Olympic trials qualifier, and holds Masters World and National Swimming Records, and Maria holds world records in endurance cycling, and was the overall women's winner of the world's toughest bike race, Race Across America. They'll be sharing their personal stories and wisdom along with interviewing other champions to give you the tools you need for becoming a true champion in your own life. And now, your host, Kelly Palace. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Champions Mojo Podcast, where I am so excited today. We will be talking with Lenny Kraselberg, the general manager of the LA Current Professional Swim Team, which is a member of the newly formed International Swim League, or known as the ISL. The LA Current team roster of pro swimmers reads like a who's who of American swim champions, making it a fan favorite team. They have such Olympic stars as Nathan Adrian, Ryan Murphy, Kathleen Baker, Ryan Held, and that's just to name a few. And I see on that LA roster, we've got some Olympic stars coming up that they aren't household names now, but they will be in the future. Um, But Lenny certainly knows a thing or two about what it takes to be a champion. His own resume is incredible. At the Olympic level, he earned four Olympic gold medals. He At one time, he, he has held the, the world record five times in the 100 and 200 meter backstroke where he won his Olympic golds. And then he was twice part of an Olympic gold winning four by 100 medley relay back-to-back Olympics. His stellar career, he was also named world champion, 11 times national champion, pan-pack champion. He was honored by USA Swimming as Swimmer of the Year twice. We're really looking forward to chatting with Lenny, and his resume could go on and on. Before I do, I want to say hello to my co-host, Maria Parker. Hello, Maria. Hi, Kelly. I'm, I'm delighted to be here uh, talking with Lenny today. It's going to be awesome to hear about him because he's gone from gold medal swimmer to gold medal businessman and his vision for the future should be really interesting besides besides being the general manager of the la current over a decade ago lenny also created a very successful business of swim schools now called swim right academy championed by lenny kraselberg which offers franchise opportunities that help kids learn to swim lenny's passionate about water safety and swimming ability for every child i love how he's engaged in the sport of swimming from the smallest child to the most elite professional swimmers and i cannot wait to hear what he has to say today welcome lenny absolutely Maria, me too. So let's welcome Lenny to the show. Great to have you here, Lenny. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to Champions Mojo. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. And I really appreciate that very nice introduction uh, of me. Uh, Really excited to be here and uh, chat with you. Super. We were chatting before the show started that we have had four of the LA Current members on our podcast. We had the coach, David Marsh. And swimmers, Ella Easton, Margot Gear, and Ryan Held. And all of those were 
very popular episodes. And uh, the fans are getting to know the swimmers and the coaches, and that's what we want. So let's jump to the first question, Lenny, which is, uh, how is it going? So far, it's been going great. Uh, you know, the, the two matches that LA Kern participated in Dallas and Budapest, uh, were pretty incredible experience. Um, it was incredible for me to be part of it, but what is more important is how incredible and the feedback we received from our athletes. Uh, they loved it. Um, obviously none of us have ever, uh, had an opportunity to be part of something like this. It's different, it's exciting, it's fast, um, and our athletes loved it. And, you know, the, the league is all about showcasing our athletes, our stars. And if we can create a platform for them to shine and love it, uh, we can accomplish a lot. That's great. What made it so fun for your athletes, Lenny? Well, obviously, the format of it is very different to what uh, we typically consider or experience at swim competitions. Um, it's uh, finals only. It's quick. It's only two hours. Uh, it's very dynamic. There's a lot of energy in the, in the pool area, in the arena. Um, obviously, swimming, uh, being part of the team and, mm -hmm. and swimming for the team is very different to what our athletes are used to. Um, I, th I thought that that brought a different level of excitement to it. And um, just the energy was really high. And um, I think all of that, all of these factors combined were very, you know, what brought out that excitement and uh, experience. I've wondered I've wondered if this the ISL for your swimmers is uh, I don't want to say just maybe they're under a little bit less pressure and they can have more fun I, you know or is or do they feel a lot of pressure to perform well for for the team and for the country No you said it perfectly I think I I've used that analogy quite a bit in the last couple of weeks since I've experienced it myself there isn't as much pressure and I think that that's what our athletes are appreciating uh, so much. And I think that the way they're approaching it is they're enjoying it because usually what they're used to is very high. Pro when, when there's that much attention and the way, when there is broadcasting, they're used to these high profile competitions, right? Either Olympics or world champs. So there's so much pressure uh, to perform right there. And then this is a little different. Um, there isn't as much pressure. This is probably for the first time ever they, they're, they're looking at themselves truly as professionals. They mm -hmm. know what they need to do when uh, to prepare themselves. But also there is that level of just kind of just being relaxed a little bit. There isn't as much on the line, particularly in these preliminary matches uh, during the season. And um, I think that all played into that kind of a laid back factor that they all felt and experienced. One of the statistics that I heard that was so impressive to me was that 100% of the members of the International Swim League were participating in the World Championships, this past World Championships. And I find that it's, that is so elite. I mean, that the members of your team and all the teams across the board in the ISL are really the, the greatest swimmers in the world. So there are a lot of 
Olympic gold medalists that are now on the same team where they may not have been internationally. We've got these teams are mixed between Americans and non-Americans. Now, I know that your team has a lot of Americans, but a lot of the ISL teams are mixed. And um, how do you... How do you think of that as far as making this an international platform? Well, I think this is this is obviously another uh, great, like a unique pillar of the league is to be to that it is worldwide. I mean, you don't see, you really don't see any professional sports leagues that encompass athletes from all over the world. Hmm. I mean, you can look at maybe uh, soccer in Europe, but I think it's more focused uh, on Europe even you know with international players but this is really is the only world league like that that brings athletes from around the world and and they're all and many of them are participating on one team that's unique you know i'd like to based on my experience when i competed i'd like to think that our sport in general is a very close-knit sport especially uh at this at that at this highest level a lot of the athletes know each other uh, from number of competitions throughout the year. Um, many of them potentially have swam collegiately or competed against each other. So there's already an established relationship. And I think uh, what's unique about ISL now is that a lot of these athletes now have a common purpose and goal because they could be representing one team. And that's what... Uh, makes it so so cool that's so great yes yes so you guys have had the ice hills had four of these big meets so far you have two of the regular meetups coming up one in washington dc one in london and then the big finale is going to be in las vegas in december which is the final contest of the season and that is going to pit two american teams against two european teams correct Yes, that is correct. Top two Europeans and top two Americans will go to the finals. So what do what does the LA Current have to do to qualify for that Super Bowl as as I'm gonna call it a super swim bowl? Super swim. I, I like that analogy. It's very nice. I like it. You gotta start <laughs> using that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we have to be there first or second in our match this weekend in, in DC. And uh, in order for us to basically, I guess, stamp the ticket to Vegas. Hmm. Very nice. Very oh, nice. I hope you can do that. That'd be exciting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we're pretty com- we're, we are pretty confident uh, that uh, we can do that. Our, our athletes are pretty excited about racing this weekend. And uh, again, our ultimate goal, and even throughout this whole season, the previous two competitions, we are focused on uh, making it to Vegas and, and being our best there. That's great. That would be wonderful. So one of the things that I love, uh, I love, you know, there's a lot of coverage around the ISL now through, you know, uh, like our podcast gets a lot of downloads. We have a lot of swim fans that listen. And then, of course, one of the top um, news outlets is Swim Swam. And Swim Swam just did a wonderful survey of what attracts you swim fans out there to these pro teams like why are you choosing to support a team and you know the u.s has the cali condors the dc trident the la current which is your team and the new york breakers 
in the U.S. And the response from the fans, I'm sure you've seen this, but our listeners may not have, not all of our listeners, is that they pick their team based on the swimmers, which I just loved. I just love that, like, you just get attracted to a swimmer that um, you're following and and you follow them. So what are your thoughts around the future of how these swimmers can get to know their fans better? What what kind of things do you see in the future for fans to know the swimmers and vice versa? Well, that's a great question. I mean, that's something that uh, it, it will be my responsibility as a general manager to be able to establish a grassroots relationships uh, uh, with our, our our athletes and our fan base. Um, obviously, you know, being uh, attached to LA current, uh, there's a, you know, we, we want to have that presence in LA, but we also understand that none of our real, at the moment, none of our athletes are actually based in LA. So we need to start creating more of an uh, engagement with fans around the country. And that's, that's, um, that's something that's uh, going to be a, a a focus uh, going into this off season um, to do that. I, I think now that we're getting a better feel of what the league is and, and how the, you know, how the season goes and some of the things we want to improve on and be better at, this is something that we are certainly going to focus on. Um, the other part of it is obviously, you know, establishing a good relationship with our athletes uh, and establish uh, and building um, the, the, the team camaraderie so that we can uh, have our athletes on the roster going into next year and a few years after that. Because at the end of the day, this season, it's uh, everyone is in the one-year contract. Mm. So next year, things could be different. And I think that that's, that's really is, has been my main goal is to have the right coaching staff and have the right energy and excitement and uh, build relationships uh, within our team. I think that's going to be a key factor to bring a uh, majority of our roster, if not the whole roster back for next year. That's great. I, I have to, I'm just, Kelly and I are very interested in the ISL because of the opportunity it brings to swimmers. And, you know, we've talked about how in the past, a, a good swimmer, had you know basically once every four years they might get some some press but other than that no and so now we have this terrific opportunity for people to really follow swimming but you have you have taken a successful swimming career before the ISL and and made a terrific it looks like to me a terrific career um creating the the swim school franchises and and so I'm I'm I guess I'm curious as, you know, how you think that the ISL could potentially change things. I know you must have worked really hard to make money as a swimmer after your gold medals, but I'm, I'm interested, is this ISL going to be a real game changer for, for, for future swimmers? Well, well, we want the ISL to be a game changer. This is the goal. The goal is uh, to, to put the sport on the map on a regular basis, not every four years that, that, like we are today, but uh, to have our athletes be household names and mm -hmm. to be on TV every year and to be on TV throughout the year. Uh, what this will obviously do is create more opportunities for our athletes. 
How how do you get the press around that though, Lenny? How do you get like how do you get L.A. the city of L.A. to rally around the L.A. Current? Well, I again at the end of the day, it all comes down to broadcasting. I think that that creates a bit, the biggest exposure um, in terms of popularity. Um, when it comes to LA specifically, I think what we're going to have to do, and it's going to be part of the requirement for next year, we're going to have to host at least one of our matches, if not two, because the talk next year is potentially expanding the number of teams and number of matches. So that's going to be our best opportunity to start building a fan base. When we have uh, local matches and we can control what that will look like, what type of sponsorships uh, we can bring in, what type of engagement we can create, what type of uh, grassroots programs we can build around um, our events. I think that's what's going to help us starting start to get more notoriety and build relationships in the local community here in LA. Um, and then obviously that hopefully we'll be able to provide more opportunities for our athletes. I think one, we have to also realize something and something we have communicated, we, we will continue to talk to our athletes about is that with, if ISL grows and there's more exposure, it's an opportunity for each and every one of our athletes to build their own brand. Yeah. So they have to take the ownership in that and figure out how to do that. Obviously, with social media today, it's, it's a little bit easier to build your brand and, and to build your personality. But this is it's work like in anything else. You know, if they want to be successful in the pool, they put in a lot of work. Right. They're going to have to try to do the same thing uh, to build their brands. I love that. Yes, I think that's great. And one of the things that you obviously were hugely successful as an athlete and now as a businessman and you are around these, this team that you have full of champions. And we love to discuss and let our listeners hear, what are your thoughts, Lenny, on first things that rituals or routines that made you successful as a swimmer and then as a businessman? Uh, rituals, routines. Um, you know, um, in terms of, uh, routines i always had a um you know especially when i train and and in my competitions i i always planned ahead of time i knew um exactly so we're talking about major competitions or any competitions i always had a very good plan and ahead ahead of time you know what how i was going to approach the meet what time my races started what time i wanted to be at the pool what time i wanted to jump in the water so it was really planned out um i felt that that was always a big um big uh advantage for me personally to be prepared like that because then i can you know then i can really focus on uh, you know the races then came somewhat naturally to me uh, when i had a plan in mind um thing um quite honestly i i, I also took that type of an approach when i go so when I transition into business world is trying to have a plan um, and, and a roadmap of uh, what uh, what I want to accomplish and how I want to accomplish that. And I try to follow that as much as I can. Uh, obviously, in life, uh, there there's always going to be curveballs uh, and there's always going to be challenges. 
But I think uh, as long as you have the right preparation and the right state of mind and, you know, don't get overwhelmed by some of these challenges, you know, I think eventually you will continue to thrive and be successful. And that's really the mindset I've always taken, uh, taken as an athlete and, you know, applied it in my business career. Lenny, I know that, yeah, I know that you came from the Ukraine as a, how old were you when you, your parents brought you to? 13. 13. And, and I assume you did not speak English at that time. No, so my daughter is living American, living in, in Ukraine and right now. And I know a little bit about the history because I visited her there and fascinating. But I, I, I imagine that learning English as a 13 year old on top of, you know, turning your world upside down, that that must have been an incredible challenge. Can you tell us about that? You know, when I sit and and reflect back on it right now or years as as I became as I got older and became a, an adult so yeah you can look at it and say it was incredibly uh tough and challenging but but when you're in the moment and when your parents uh talked about coming to a country for better opportunities and for better life and when you're in it every single day, you don't think about the challenges. You're thankful for the opportunity and you're trying to make the best out of it every single day. And you search forward and you just take every day as, a, uh, you know, as a day to excel and um, be the best you can be and try to take advantage of, uh, of every opportunity that you have and be appreciative of everything that you have. And that was really always my approach. I've always uh, looked at it this way. I also always, you know, my parents were always my role models uh, in terms of just, uh, you know, grinding and hard work and, you know, no excuses. This is this is what you have today and you have to deal with it. And, and um, you know, that's how I approached it. And uh, so yeah, sure, there was... A lot of challenges along the way when you're in a new country, but uh, it was still better than the alternative, right? So yeah. that's well, how, I, I know. That's I've how tried, I at it. I've tried to read Cyrillic uh, when I'm in uh, Kiev, and I I can't imagine trying to learn a whole new alphabet and a language at 13. So, but I lo- I love your attitude about it. Thank you. By the way, I don't speak Ukrainian, so okay, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I only speak Russian because yeah. and that's actually. It's interesting because people always ask me where I'm from. I left um, in 88, so it was still Soviet Union. Yeah, it was before. So for me, uh and I don't speak Ukrainian, so for me, it's sometimes I, I, quite honestly, I, I... I'm at loss. What do I answer? Am I Ukrainian? You know, was I born in <laughs> yeah. Ukraine? Or was I born yeah. in the Soviet Union? Yeah. You know, a younger generation today, you know, quite honestly, might not even know what Soviet Union is. They right. know Russia, right? So, right. Um, yeah, sometimes I, I'm confused myself how to answer. Hmm, that's great. So uh, you talked about your mindset in that answer. And uh, which is just to be grateful, it seems, and then and then to just do the next thing. Is there is there is there more? Uh, do you observe a mindset in your athletes um, that you can also share with us? Other anything else? 
um, in terms of the athletes that I've experienced over the over this past couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I'm getting to know a lot of them. Uh, majority of them are a lot younger than me. So uh, I, I think uh, Matt Grievers might be the only guy that actually I was talking to Matt. Matt was, I think, 15 or 14 at 2000 Olympic trials when I made the Olympic team. And I remember he was in the finals in 2004. Um, but obviously these guys are a bit younger and so I'm just getting to know them and their personalities, but it seems like it's, 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 I haven't been around this environment in quite some time, but these guys are really focused. Like they, what I appreciated is just watching them all have their own routines and have their own plan and real, you know, you can look at that true essence of a professional. They don't need to be told you know, or held their hand, what needs to be done. Everyone kind of had a plan. Um, you know, obviously coaches were sending them workouts and, um, you know, the one, the art coaches that were on deck were just basically there to, to time or do whatever they needed to do. But at the end of the day, there was a lot of uh, independence uh, with these guys and they were doing very well. And it was nice to see that. That's They're all fantastic. professionals. Very professional. Everybody has a plan. So our last question, we know we've got to let you go soon. So if you just had an absolute magic wand and you could see the ISL becoming your most successful vision, let's fast forward five years from now, what does that look like for you how do you know I don't have a magic wand? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, listen, uh, in five years from now, what, what I would want to see is obviously the league uh, being mainstream. I would want to see us uh, being on TV for six months a year throughout the season. I would want our athletes to be making, you know, salaries to, to be in hundreds of thousands of dollars and for them to to be truly professionals where all they do is focus on their career, that they don't have to worry about, you know, where they're going to make the next dollar so they can pay for their training and, you know, figure out how to meet, how to make ends meet. To me, that that's the goal. That The goal is, you know, for us to be self-sustaining, sustainable clubs. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, if we can be in the same conversation as uh, other professional leagues, that is my vision. And I, I believe it's doable because we have a wide reach. I mean, swimming is such a popular sport around the world. And this league really has an opportunity to be a worldwide league um, on all five continents. And that would be pretty incredible. That oh, I be. love that vision. I love that yeah. vision. I want to add Super Swim Super Bowl rings. Do you, do you give Super yeah. Bowl rings? <laughs> I love it. That's a good, a good idea. We'll uh, suggest <laughs> Work that, on that. Uh, to people next uh, this week in D.C. Yeah, great. I love it. I love it. Well, we, we've got to let you go. We know we would love to talk with you longer, but you are a busy businessman and we are so grateful that you spent the time with yes. us and we hope uh we're 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 going to be cheering for you and yes, good luck in your next two events thank thanks very much for taking the time lenny thank you ladies i really appreciate the conversation and thank you for the support and cheering us on and we all look forward to greater success
in this league. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, that was fantastic, Maria. I really, really enjoyed yeah, that. Uh, we're both we're both so interested in the ISL. I I just cannot wait to see what the ISL does and I think that it's it was so really great to be right there on the ground floor talking to Lenny about it and what, you know, what he, what they've already experienced. What a great uh, great guy and great interview. Absolutely. So, let's each do a couple of takeaways. What was your first takeaway and then I'll okay. do one. Well, I I you know, I sort of suspected it, but I was really glad to hear Lenny confirm that these meets, these these professional swim meets are really fun for the swimmers, uh, that they they that they're that they're lighthearted and that they that they they, they enjoy them because the, there's a little bit less less pressure on them. So I guess my first takeaway is that everybody does better probably when they have fun. And I think. If the ISL is to succeed, we need to see the swimmers as humans, not as, you know, automatons, but as humans interacting, smiling, laughing, fun, like any other professional sport that we watch on TV. One of the reasons I watch football is to see what happens, you know, on the sidelines, how the players interact with one another and and see that they're having fun and, you know, you know, just high-fiving and so forth. So I hope we get to see that with this this uh, ISL. But anyway, the takeaway is having fun makes everything look look better and be and be more appealing and I think everybody has it just does better when they're when they think about having fun or at least the pressure is off. Yes, that's a great one that, you know, having fun relieves pressure. It's just yeah. It's just like Anything you're doing that requires some thoughtfulness when you have fun, you do better at it. Like golfing. Mark and I went golfing yesterday and, you know, (laughs) he was trying to make every shot and he's really serious about his golf and I'm just totally having fun. And I outscored him on two holes of nine, which was unbelievable. (laughs) I bet it drove him crazy. Because I was just, I mean, I don't, you know, I'm not invested in golf, but he is. So that's really true. If you if you do not feel pressure to perform then you actually can often do better. So that is an interesting, that is interesting, yes. Yeah, I think that's a good takeaway there. So my first one was I loved how he said that planning was a big part of his success as a swimmer and then transferring that into being a businessman. And we've kind of titled this the you know, gold medal swimmer to gold medal businessman with his franchises that he's got and his obviously being the GM of the ISL, but that even when, you know, he was a swimmer, that that was something that he really planned out, like when he was going to get to the pool, what he was going to do, when he was going to hit the water. And, and he also saw that routine or ritual in his champion athlete teams, that these performers mm-hmm. were so professional that they had a plan, that they, you know, they didn't need any hand-holding. They knew when to get in the water. Mm-hmm. They knew to, when to warm up. They knew when to warm down. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they had a plan. So I I love that. And I, I think this is as simple as when I, you know, I love entrepreneurism. I think people who go out and create their own businesses, and I'm sure we have some people listening that are, you know, may have a side hustle or be running a business. And I, I remember when I've done several startup businesses, which, you know, I have done <laughs> that mm-hmm. the, the question that always crushed me was, well, can I see your business plan? And it would be like, oh, because, <laughs> you know, plan? <laughs> and, you know, we have a big business plan now for the first time with this 
with Champions Mojo. With Champions Mojo. And, mm-hmm. and I, I haven't had a lot of business plans, I've, but I think they're really important. And that's why there's a term called business plans. But I love that. I love the planning aspect yeah. of needing, you know, needing planning to be successful. Well, absolutely. And it, this builds on other things that champions have said about when you actually, you know, go to your to perform, you know, you followed your plan, it gives you a mental edge. And he said that pretty much. He said, you know, I, I think I've done well, because I've had a plan and maybe others haven't. So I thought that was really, I totally agree with you, Kelly, on that. Awesome. So yeah, what's your second one? Yeah, my second one uh, was and I, you know, I just really heard this so clearly. And it just really impacted me his when I asked him about hardship the hardship of coming to the U.S. not speaking English as a 13 year old gosh just being 13 is like the hardest thing in the world (laughs) so imagine you know coming across you know cultures and it's not just Europe he was coming from Russia what was then Russia or USSR and he said you know I was I'm gonna really make this you know, kind of crystallized what he said, I was grateful. I I didn't think, oh, this is hard. I just tried to do the next thing. And I was grateful for this opportunity that my parents gave me. And I love that he, they came, they had financial difficulties. We've read that he at one point had to take the bus and walk for two hours to swim practice and from swim practice. And I didn't get home till 930. And you know, he, his, you know, he dismisses all that with, well, I was really grateful for the opportunity. <laughs> I just think that's, that is amazing to be able to say that, that he came from another country. He grabbed the American dream. He became a naturalized citizen. He won four gold medals for the U.S. and then went on to become a successful entrepreneur. Now, this guy, no complaints, just do what you got to do. Yes, yes. And I, and, that, and I think that the gratitude it's just such a great way to look at your your life. This is even difficulties are opportunities and we can be grateful for them. Yes, that that's that was, you know, very powerful stuff when he said, well, I didn't even think of it as hard. He said, I didn't even right. think of it as hard. I just thought of it as an opportunity. And that that's the power of gratitude. That is just yeah. so that was beautiful. I love that takeaway. I think his, he had good parents, too. It sounds like he really had some some great role models in his family. Yes, and 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 in that we we didn't have a, a whole lot of time with him today and maybe we could have gone into a little bit more detail on when he first came into America and how hard it was for him, but we did read all that and uh, it also said that he had a really good community around him that mm-hmm. was very helpful. Mm-hmm. So another part mm-hmm. of, you know, having a team and having people supporting him. So that was beautiful. So my second takeaway, my last one was his vision, you know, just that his vision for the future of the ISL was was beautiful. And, you know, I don't need to re- reiterate his vision because you just heard it. But the idea, which was fu- was funny, and we had a little we had a little glitch in our recording, which I don't know if, you, if the listeners heard it or not, but he did say it. And hopefully we can still um, recover it from this clip. But I asked the question, if you had a magic wand and could make the future of the ISL anything you want, what would it be? And then he said, how do you know I don't have a magic wand? And I thought that was really <laughs> clever. And, and that when one visualizes 
that powerful future that Lenny has for the ISL, it is like having a magic wand. You and I, Maria, just talked about that offline, and I think that is, and in fact, the very last episode that we just had that hopefully everybody listened to was Lewis Pugh laying down 30 minutes a day just visualizing his success. And I think that champions do that, winners do that. Lenny has this vision for the future of the ISL. And I think the more of us that have that vision for the ISL, it is like magic and it will happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and the vision has to be detailed. And I think that's, that's what champions do. That's what Lewis Pugh did. That's what Lenny, Lenny knows exactly what it's going to look like when it's successful. And that is his magic wand. Yes. I love it. Well, wonderful. Uh, So exciting. And we've, we're, just about a month out from the, what what did we name it? The Super Super Bowl swim in Las Vegas. So <laughs> yeah, um, Super Swim, yeah, we're, Las we're Vegas. Gonna, we're gonna we're gonna be there. We're gonna be there. We're gonna stay very connected to the ISL. We're gonna have a lot of their athletes on our podcast and learn from these champions. And we hope that you'll stick around with us because we've got some exciting exciting shows coming up. Yes. Thank you very much for listening. Yep. Thanks, Maria. Love you. Love you too, Kelly. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Today's quote of the week comes to us from Lenny Kraselberg. When I transitioned into the business world, I tried to have a plan, a roadmap of what I want to accomplish and how I want to accomplish that. That's really the mindset I've always taken as an athlete and applied it in my business career. We are so grateful that you spent this time with us today, and we hope that you heard something that inspired, motivated, and educated you. Signing off for myself and my champion co-host, Maria Parker, we hope you'll join us again soon, and we know you can be a champion. Thank you for listening, and please see below for a copy of the show notes for any links or important information that we've referenced here. You've been listening to the Champions Mojo podcast, designed to make you feel inspired, motivated, and educated. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Also, visit championsmojo.com to learn more.